welcome to another episode of Forecast F1, which we are recording after the Mexican Grand Prix. And I'm being joined, as usual, by a Canadian, but this time, unfortunately, it's not Sam. Sam has fallen a little bit ill, so hopefully Sam can be back with us after the Brazil Grand Prix next week. But we're being joined by Carlos, who's also from Canada. Carlos, welcome, and thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. You, uh, you're not, where in Canada are you from? I'm out in Winnipeg, so uh, yeah, basically middle of Canada, um, nothing really out here, but yeah. Nice, and uh, you've been a Formula One fan for a long time, how did you get into watching Formula One? I've been watching motorsport for basically all my life, so I started out with like the American side of stuff, and then slowly progressed to uh, yeah, the worldwide of just everything from F1 to IndyCar to rally to motorbikes to whatever. Like, I just watch all of it. Um, it gets a little bit overwhelming sometimes, but, you know, part of the fun. Um, yeah. And who do you, do you support a specific team or driver or um, how's that? Yeah, I'm a Leclerc fan. So um, it's been a rough little while, but, you know, we've been going good lately, so... Can't really complain. Yeah, it's a good comeback after being disqualified last race, now being back on the podium. So it uh, wasn't a bad mm. race for him at all. No, it was really good. And Paul, obviously, which, uh, yeah, one of those traditional, just the player pulls it out and qualifying. Um, yeah, I was going to say that's been happening yeah. quite, quite, uh, quite often recently with um, Leclerc not being able to to convert poles into wins. But uh, but still, he's he's been in great form on the Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's been uh, flying for a long time on Saturdays, so uh, yeah, been pretty good. All right. So um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the race that we had this weekend. Um, and um, well, of course, it was um, after having two sprint weekends. This was again a, a regular, a traditional weekend with uh, two training sessions on the Friday, with a practice session on the Saturday, and then uh, qualifying on the Saturday. And I think, um, well, one of the main um, main stories during qualifying, I guess, was uh, was Lando Norris not making not making it into Q2, uh, not even setting a lap, if I'm not mistaken, in. Uh, in Q1 because he um, well he didn't set his fir- his first two laps he couldn't finish or he didn't finish uh, he made errors I think on both laps and then the third lap uh, yeah we had a, a, an Alonso spin so uh, that was uh, was quite the upset uh, and and Lando yeah started well he didn't actually start last because um, we had Yuki who took grip penalties and then we had Stroll who started in the in the pit lane um, and Sturgeon I think Sturgeon was classified right. Uh, Lando. I think Lando did get a time on the board, but wasn't representative at all. Um, I say a first run tried down mediums for some reason, couldn't get the lap together, and then uh, second lap he made a mistake on the softs, and then third lap was ruined by Alonso's spin. It was a weird spin, really, but uh, one of those things, I guess. It was. It was a like a low speed spin. It looked a little bit uh, well from a couple of angles. It looked like it was uh, like I don't know. It looked very weird. But um, uh, yeah, you're right. Sergeant actually got uh, ten grip. Was that for um, because a couple of people were investigated for uh, what they did under the yellow flag, right? Was Sergeant did he get the penalties? And was that for yeah. overtaking under the yellow flag? Yes. Yeah. 
That's for overtaking under yellow flag. Right. So, um, so yeah, we had, uh, well, like we mentioned, we had a Leclerc pole. We had actually uh, Ferrari uh, locking out uh, the first row. Um, so that was uh, that was exciting going into the Sunday. I think one of the other upsets um, that we, well, looking at the starting grid, I guess, was uh, seeing an Alfa Tauri that high up and it being uh, it being Daniel Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, second row of the grid. Who saw that coming? Um, yeah. Yeah, and he, he was legitimately like on that pace throughout Q1, Q2, Q3, all the way through. It wasn't like a fluky, you know, he was in the window in that Q3 session. Like he was genuinely there the whole way. Um, out qualifying even Sergio Perez, which I mean, I guess we'll get to him later. But um, yeah, an outstanding qualifying and just weekend overall for Daniel. Yeah, it was interesting because when when I was thinking about my picks on the Friday, I was looking at um, at the long runs also uh, for the practice sessions on Friday, and um, and there were like two outliers there that, um, <laughs> well, what I thought weren't supposed to be there. You saw that Ricardo actually set very good long uh, runs already on the on the Friday, as well as Bottas, um, who had a didn't have such a great race. But yeah, it, it was. Um, it was interesting to see Danny Rick so high up, and yeah, like you said, him starting in front uh, of Perez um, on his on his on his home Grand Prix. That was definitely uh, some uh, <laughs> some material for some uh, <laughs> some rumors and some talk. Yeah, the drive to survive people are going to be uh, looking at the lips of that one because there's so many things you can um, use from this weekend to just amp up the drama of. Perez's nightmarish season in general. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, his his season didn't start as a nightmare. To, uh, it, it, he had a he had a good start of the season with with his wins in Baku and, and Saudi. But uh, yeah, it has been turning as of late into a, a bit of a nightmare, uh, especially uh, you know this being his home Grand Prix. Uh, what did you make of? Um, of the three uh, cars, uh, Verstappen, Leclerc, and Perez going into that first turn? Um, I think it was just more of a racing incident. Um, Perez maybe squeezed them a bit too much into turn one, but, I mean, can't really um, fault it. It's just kind of, yeah, as I say, one of those three into one does not go. Um, if Perez left a little bit more space, maybe he would have been able to make it then he probably would have gone off the circuit we saw the cleric go off the circuit um yeah it was, it was unfortunate to see but i think it was just yeah racing incident in my opinion yeah no i agree i mean uh, i think leclerc also uh, uh, clarified himself after the race uh, <laughs> uh, under the pressure of a lot of mexican fans uh, talking about well i mean he couldn't go anywhere basically it was uh, perez turning in and Perez said, I think, after the race that he wasn't aware that they were three wide, but I think he, he I mean, uh, yeah, uh, he, he kind of must have been. I mean, he must have seen that Verstappen was on the, on, the, on the inside of the corner. So, yeah, of course, if he would have gone wider there, he wouldn't have come out as first. So it's like he said, he, he took a lot of risk and he paid a high price. But, uh, yeah, kind of unfortunate, I guess, for uh, a lot of spectators coming to see him specifically drive there on that track. But then again... He finished on the podium um, already twice. I think both in 21 and 22, he was third. So um, yeah, this time a little bit, uh, a little bit less lucky. But um, but yeah, um, going into the race, uh, I think there were a couple of other 
interesting um, interesting things unfolding. I think uh, we saw um, well, we saw a couple of drivers uh, trying to um, um, make a huge undercut, like uh, Norris did, and 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 uh, Tsunoda also did. Uh, both went into the pits like really early. Norris was actually the only driver starting on on softs, um, and um, and Tsunoda started on mediums, but he pitted even earlier. Um, and they they actually had a had a pretty good race leading up to the um, incident with or incident or one of the rear tires of Magnussen basically uh, breaking loose and um, causing a, a yellow and then red flag, which uh, which tremendously helped the race of of, of Norris and Tsunoda or just their strategies, um, because at that point everybody could you know go in and, and change their tires, and um, I think. Both had made a lot of headway during the race uh, already at that point, but um, yeah, one went on to achieve uh, a pretty good finishing position. Talking about Norris, the other one, Tsunoda, uh, yeah, tumbled down the order by uh, hitting a couple of people along the way. That was uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit clumsy, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he was still like he was heading for a pretty high position, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a little bit squeezing with uh, Piastri down to turn one. Got spun around there, came back on, and then I guess I don't, I didn't really see what happened to him after the incident, but uh, what it didn't look like it ended the best for for Yuki. But overall, I mean, it was still pretty good considering he started like fast, but um, what could have been, I guess. I mean, Daniel was up in P7, so um, or P6, whatever it was, then goes P7. Um, so, I mean, the possibilities there, the, what could have been is there, but I think overall he's relatively happy with how his weekend and race went. Yeah, I guess uh, after all, still a, a pretty good day uh, for, for Alpha Tauri because they actually they made it off that 10th place in the, um, in the Constructor Championship. So they now, they're now tied, I think, with, um, uh, with Alfa Romeo, I might be mixing it up. I think Haas now is last, isn't it? Aren't they? Uh, it's. Um, I think they're tied with Williams, I believe. Uh, yeah, and, no, no, no. Uh, they're tied with. They're told. They're tied with Alfa Romeo. So Haas is last with twelve points, and then Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tauri are are both with sixteen points. So they are mm-hmm. they're tied at eighth, I guess. Both at uh, yeah shared eight. Well, Alfa Tauri will win the tiebreaker because Ricardo has the better finish of the four drivers exactly yeah you're right yeah yeah true no a great day for him i guess i mean after coming on for two races um after they um they put him in that seat from the freeze he um he he, he had two races before the the summer break uh, obviously then um damaging his hand and um coming back last last week in austin um, I think he he nurtured some issue there during that race, um, and this being his his first race, really free to 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 show his um, yeah his his capabilities, and I think he he performed pretty well. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know if you put the two together, Perez and him, and and see the contrast on, on a weekend like this. Um, I don't know uh, how <laughs> how difficult he's going to make it for for Red Bull. What do you what what do you think? Are they um, they're set still for for Perez in that seat for next year? I've learned many times over the years that you can never really trust what Red Bull says until it's official what they're doing. Um, 
I mean, Ricardo's going to make it a difficult choice, I reckon, because, I mean, by the, of, by the sounds of it, Daniel's found something and, like, a groove in Mexico with the car, with the, his natural ability that he can just continue to do. Not Maybe not as good as results as uh, what he got in Mexico, but, you know, score points and contend for points in a weekly basis. Um, and Checo, I mean, he's been on terrible run of form, especially the last couple of weeks have been especially bad. Um, so it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting conversation that the Red Bull team is going to have to have. Whether or not they choose to bring Daniel in for 24, I mean, that's really anyone's guess at this point. Um, I wouldn't. Think it, I don't think it's likely, but I'm not completely ruling it out of the realms of possibility. But uh, yeah, I guess we just have to wait and see what entirely happens. Um, I, I mean, obviously, there's been rumors today, or right, so it was last night, but today as well, of you know, Checo might be dropped and might be bringing in Daniel or maybe even Fernando. Um, so I guess we just have to see how those play out. But it's definitely going to be a difficult choice. And it's kind of difficult to say that Checo should be in that seat next year, if you ask me. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's going to be interesting. Like you said, so far there are rumors and, and there's, actually, uh, there's actually a lot of rumors flying around at this point. I even saw somewhere someone saying that actually apparently uh, Aston Martin's going to give the last drive of the seat, the last Grand Prix to Drogovic instead of uh, Alonso. But uh, yeah, I guess all of these are rumors wow. at this point. So okay. let's see what, what, what really happens. Um, what did you make of the battle between, uh, you know, you then... you said you were a Leclerc fan did you um did you um think that Leclerc would actually uh, because I think a lot of people were expecting the medium tires to fall off after uh well during that last stint after the red flag and um you know Hamilton being on mediums um a couple of other drivers actually the other Mercedes also was on uh, Russell was also on mediums and we had both uh, Ferraris behind uh, Hamilton on on hards I think, or at least I was, or yeah, somewhat expecting that uh, the the mediums would drop off in the last uh, ten laps or so, and and uh, at least Leclerc would have a overtaking chance on Hamilton. But uh, that never happened, and and Hamilton just, even though sending out uh, messages on the radio of of saying that uh, he felt it was is going to be a very very long stint on those tires, but he uh, eventually uh, even made the gap bigger than it than it than it was, and um, and well managed to finish second. Um, uh, that was that was uh, I don't know. It was quite interesting to see. I mean, I'm I'm a bit surprised that Lewis extended the gap at the end, and he even passes half of the Grand Prix at the end at the end of that medium. Um, I'm not too surprised that Lewis was able to keep ahead of Charles, but I, I am definitely surprised that Lewis was able to extend from I think it was like around five seconds. Um. Like and even set the fastest lap on those tires, right? Because he yeah. he, uh, like, he set that in, I think, in the last lap. I believe so, yeah. I'm surprised Lewis was as quick as he was at the end of the stint. But I'm not too surprised that uh, Lewis was able to keep the tire alive and stay in front of Sarl. Um, I mean, unless the tires completely fell off a cliff and we're losing like a second a lap. I didn't really see how Sarl could get the position back. 
Um, and then obviously you have to overtake the guy and it's not the easiest to overtake in Mexico. So, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's definitely interesting to have the medium versus the hards and which one's better and all this. But uh, I think in that case, it wasn't too much of a, a difference and too much of a yeah change as to what it really should have been. But scoring this P2 and taking fastest lap gives Hamilton 19 points. So he reduces the gap that after Austin was 39 between him and Perez, he reduces it to only 20. Um, and actually, I was just thinking that if that disqualification wouldn't have happened in Austin, um, then they would have been tied because that meant that Hamilton, who took P2, would have scored 18 points over there. And then uh, Perez would have moved one place back, losing two points. So that would have been a difference of 20. So the difference is 20 now. If he wouldn't have been disqualified at Austin, they would have been tied right now. So um, I think um, the, the, pr the pressure's on to Perez even more so than it already was. I guess it already was. But uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah, he's going to be feeling uh, Lewis's heat. And uh, I don't know, I was saying it on, on our last episode of the podcast as well. It's it's funny because Lewis then always sends out these messages to the radio about being worried and this and that. But he actually does get his hat down and, 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 and performs. And I don't know, if I was uh, if I was Sergio, I would be... Um, I'd be slightly worried at this point, but uh, but yeah, we we all we already mentioned that a couple of times. Lewis just does that in general. He he does complain quite a bit in general. He has done that for years, and you know, voiced his concern, but then he still gets on onto it and after it and performs these amazing things. So yeah, I mean, pressure pressure is definitely on Seco. If he loses that P two, I would not be surprised if he gets dropped. Um, but yeah, and I think the more interesting thing with that is if Lewis takes P2, I believe it'd be the first time ever that someone finishes P2 in championship without a win that season. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Pretty cool to me. Obviously, I deal with stats all the time, so I mean, kind of <laughs> what's interesting to me, but uh, yeah, one of those things that yeah, pressure's on, see what happens. Um, Brazil typically uh, Mercedes is a little better so I mean Lewis is definitely going to be there thereabouts this weekend so um, yeah the pressure is really going to ramp up in these final few races and it's going to get really tasty between the two yeah it is and I think um, Hamilton the last few races uh, although actually Russell came back quite well after the summer break but Hamilton's also um, showing the uh, the difference between 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 him and Russell at this point. The other difference in in uh, I'd like to state that Norris uh, finishing he finished fifth in the end um, compared to Piastri, where you know I mean not that Piastri had a bad race, but the, I mean he was also hampered a little bit by the touch of of Tsunoda. But Norris uh, starting at the the far back end uh, of the grid and and finishing fifth and. Um, Piastri finishing eighth, I think that was uh, quite a, a contrast as well uh, today. So uh, Piastri seems to be pretty good on on qualifying days, but um, during uh, during races, I think uh, Norris actually has uh, decent decently outpaces Piastri in most of the races. Uh, even on those where Piastri did well, like for example in Japan, um, I think Norris is consistently still the the quicker driver or the, the better race driver. Uh, at this point, of course, we, we shouldn't forget Piastri is a rookie. So, um, yeah, so, yeah. Piastri is still a rookie, still learning. 
Um, next year is going to be very interesting between the two because I think it's going to be a complete dogfight for who becomes the top man at McLaren. Um, and I mean, that's going to get very spicy because Lando's very much like the McLaren golden boy, but then there's the rumors of him going to Red Bull in 25, 26, or whatever it is. Um, I mean, yeah, it's going to potentially be quite spicy and, and fiery next season, but uh, this season for sure, Lando's been the better driver. Um, but, I mean, as I said, as you said, even is uh, still a rookie, so to expect him to come in and match Lando straight away is just unrealistic. True. So, yeah. That's a good point. The other driver scoring points that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Albon, who um, who actually did it on um, on on only two tires. Um, he had a he also finished the the race on uh, on a long medium stint. Um, pretty good for um, for for Albon because I think it's one of the I don't know it was the eighth race where Williams scored points something like that. I think that's that's quite an uh, achievement. I think it's been. Uh, it's been a couple of years since that has happened, so uh, I think Albon is uh, is well performing very consistently in that car and, and then sort of outperforming the car. Although it's it's always difficult to tell how good the car is when you have drivers that are performing so different from one another. Um, um, I think in the end, Sargent even had to um, go into the pits on the last lap. He didn't even finish the the, the race because he had a fuel pump issue. Um, so yeah, a bit unfortunate for him uh, the race after scoring points. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, those were the, I think, oh no, well, we haven't mentioned Ocon yet, actually Ocon, uh, uh finished, uh, finished 10th and, uh, and scored that last point, um, which, uh, I think for Ocon is, is, you know, first of all, good to finish ahead of his teammate who finished 11th, but, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he's been quite unlucky in the past, uh, well, throughout the whole season, um, Ocon has had a lot of DNFs, so uh, good for him to finish in the points, even though it was only a single point. But uh, but I guess um, yeah, um, uh, decent enough result for for Alpine. Although I guess they they they'd like to be uh, a little bit further up the grid. But um, but yeah, it was it was decent. I mean, Alpine, we know their struggle is straight line speed. Um, Mexico, you do need a lot of straight line speed because you have super long front straight and all that. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, maximized what he, what he had available to him, took a point, which is what, you know, they're all there to do. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty good weekend for Alpine, all things considered. No, you're right. Actually, the, um, the, uh, the Renault power unit is not um, not the most powerful unit uh, amongst uh, those engines on the grid. But then again, actually, in in you know in in, in former years, the, the Renault engine was actually always very good at high attitude. So that was one thing that I, I, was, I was sort of hoping <laughs> I'd placed Ocon and Gasly on uh, on nine and ten in my no, I think even on on eighth and ninth in my predictions. But um, but yeah. Um, Talking about predictions, let's um, let's move ahead to to that section, uh, and let's talk a little bit about the um, the forecast scores of this weekend.
All right, so we had uh, 553 people playing the game uh, this weekend, and we had a average score of 48.2. Um, well, I always ask the guests, uh, how many people do you think predicted a, a correct podium with um, with putting Verstappen on P1, Hamilton on P2, and Leclerc on P3? How many people out of 553 do you think got that right? Uh, uh, I mean, it's a pretty safe podium. I don't know, like a hundred and ten. Okay, well, you're pretty far off, but I got, I gotta say, I, I would have been very far off as well because I would have, I would have thought that many, many, many more people would have gotten this right, but there was only ten people who got the podium exactly in that order correct. So, oh, wow. um, okay. yeah, hundred and ten minus a hundred. But to be honest, I would have guessed towards. Um, I don't know, but I, I, you know, what happened? I think a lot of people actually um, hoped. Um, or thought that uh, Perez would actually do well in his home race. So uh, I saw a lot of podiums <laughs> with um, with Perez being on there. Anyway, um, so um, let's move to the podium of forecast for this weekend. Our winner was uh, Robert Hutter from Austria, who scored uh, 90 points. And that's actually his second win. He also won the Miami Grand Prix. So um, a second win for Robert. And he had, um, well, 90 points is actually a, a very high score, uh, given that on a regular weekend, you can only score a maximum of 102 points. That is if the oh, fastest wow. lap is given out. So, yeah, 90 points is <laughs> is uh, <laughs> more than decent. Um, he had a, he had a correct podium. He also had the signs on P4. He had Norris on P5. He had Russell on P6. So he had P1 until P6. He had correct. And he scored 50% uh, of the Piastri points. Um, so, yeah, that got him uh, a 90 points. The number two this weekend was um, Alinafa Mutukulu. I, I might be pronouncing that name completely wrong. So, sorry for that. Um, uh, he's from uh, Malawi and scored 82.5 points. Also had a correct podium. Had Norris on P5, had Russell on P6. At Piastri on P8 and also scored that last point for Ocon on P10. And our third podium um, finisher was Kevin Scano from Italy, who scored 82 points. It's actually his first time playing, so uh, pretty decent for first time. He um, had the <laughs> correct P1 until P4 and uh, scored a lot of 50% um, scores with the other drivers just being one place. Um, uh, away from the correct position um, so with uh, Robert scoring in 90 points that actually gets him into the top 20 uh, high scores worldwide he's now on a shared P16 with uh, the winner of the Canadian Grand Prix which was uh, it's on a Focke map so um, so we look at our uh, the overall competition the accumulated points and we see that our number one uh, Jesus Diaz from Uruguay, he scored 49 points, uh, which was um, eight more points than number two, Tobias Joly from France. So he's actually extending his lead by a little bit, and he now has a lead of 16.6 points. And um, our number three, Friso Hofker, uh, scored only 40 points and uh, thereby loses his third position. We have a new P3, and that's uh, the first time uh, that uh, Taha Umar from uh, Turkey is on the first three positions. She scored 53 points, so way to go. Uh, I think she's about 18 points away from P2. So, um, so yeah, still quite exciting. Um, anybody, is, um, anybody can still win this. And um, let's look a little bit at our scores. So um, 
Um, let me first actually uh, say that um, Sam, um, you're not here on the podcast, but you did outscore me. Um, you scored 46 and a half points. Uh, we actually went for the same podium. We uh, both of us went for Verstappen, Norris, Hamilton. Um, but uh, yeah, you ended up with more points. You scored 46 and a half, uh, which was P297 this weekend. And you went from P69, you actually went down to P77. Uh, myself, I um, well, I thought I would do quite well because I actually left Pires out of my top ten. So I thought that that would, um, you know, on the first lap I was, I was definitely not cheering for Pires, not um, <laughs> not to be able to complete the race. But I did think I could score a decent amount of points. But I only ended up with forty two point nine, um, which was P three hundred seventy seven this weekend, and I dropped from P fifty five to P sixty three. Carlos, do you remember your the podium that you predicted? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you went with uh, Verstappen, Norris, Perez. So, um, uh, so yeah. But you actually, you had you had signs on P4, so I actually did score uh, full points uh, for signs. So you, that got you 12 points. You scored 41.1. So that was P410. Um yeah, you you actually move up because you well you start playing a little bit later. You go from P four hundred ninety four to P four hundred eighty two, um, so that's that's not that's not too bad. And um, actually, your your final finishing position is going to be your new race number for for next year. So um, wherever you end up, if that's say you end up being P four hundred, that means your racing number for next year is going to be four hundred. So, uh, so that, that's the. Well, I mean, the aim should be to finish as, I don't know how to say that, as as high or as low as possible. I mean, lowest number, but yeah, higher up the ranking. Uh, as yeah. possible, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I'm joining halfway go. or just after halfway. That's not too bad. Um, take it. No, it's good, and 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 well, actually, there's um, yeah, there's now only three races to go to score points, so we only have uh, Brazil, which is a sprint weekend and then we have um, las vegas and 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 abu dhabi so um, yeah i I think out of those three races for forecast are the most points you'll be able to score during that brazil weekend because of being able to score the sprint points but uh, yeah so um and and actually that's not too long away but we'll get there uh let's first uh, do our little quiz where actually um you get to guess from each of the point finishing positions how many people who played the game uh, had those correct so uh, i already gave you a little trial question with how many people got the podium right um so uh out of 553 people uh, the question is how many people do you think put verstappen on p1 and thus got all the 25 points um i don't know 322 it was 488 so yeah you well it was in the 400 so yeah um I figured, you know, a little bit more variation. All right. Let me see. Actually, I think um, after that, the most okay, there was actually thirty-six people who had a P one for Pires. So yeah, there was there was uh, there's usually, or at least the last few races, there weren't a lot of people that went with. Um, it's usually Hamilton that gets the second most. Uh, Pick for for P one, yeah, uh, yeah. And this time Hamilton got picked only fifteen times. So uh, yeah, so for stopping four hundred eighty eight, Perez thirty six, Hamilton fifteen, and there were nine people that went with the Norris win, 
there were three people that went with a, a Leclerc win and there was one person that went with a Sainz win and there was one person who went with a Danny Rick win. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I would have loved to, to see that happening. The bold strategy, but, you know, um, worked out. We had uh, we had we actually had uh, a guest on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't really recall for which race Carmen was our guest, but uh, she said that the the next time Danny Rick finishes on the podium in an Alpha Tauri, she would get a Danny Rick tattoo. So we were all hoping here, not only for that reason, for for Daniel to finish on the podium, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Anyway, uh, let's let's move to P two. That was Hamilton. How many people do you think had uh, Hamilton predicted on on P two? Um, go one seventy two. There you get really really close. It was one hundred and thirty eight. So um, so yeah, only okay. only six away. You're getting you're getting better at this, uh, Carlos. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> All right, we move to, to Leclerc, who finished on P3. Probably somewhere similar. I don't know, let's go 1.15. Yeah, it was a bit fewer people, so it was only 58 people who had, uh, oh. who had, him, uh, who had him there. So, yeah, uh, we go down a little bit with that. Uh, signs on P4. Um, I thought that wasn't predicted to us. I think it was like 42. Okay, okay. It was uh, it was fifty seven. So uh, so yeah, that's there you go. closest one yet. It's not far off. Yeah, we actually last weekend we had Maven who who actually said she she thinks about it this way. Think about if how big is a chance that you would put somebody there at that place and mm -hmm. sort of percentage wise try to anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know if that works for you. Kind of what I'm doing. I'm just not. You know, that's not it. <laughs> Norris at uh, at P five. I feel like people put them way higher than, um, I don't know, twenty-one. Only thirty-seven, but that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's good reasoning. Uh, yeah, there were there were you know there were actually one hundred seventy-eight people who had Norris on P three, and there were one hundred seventy-three people who had him on on P two, and like I said, nine who had him on P one. So yeah, lots of people who had him on the podium, very few who went below that. So yeah, yeah, uh, that that was Let's good reasoning. Fair. Yeah, well, I, I, I had uh, Norris on P2. You had Norris on P2. Sam had Norris on P2. There you go. It was a lot of people uh, who had him there on the podium. Uh, Russell on uh, on P6. Uh, 57. Sorry? 57. 57. It was 118. Actually, quite a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, but... A lot of people put Mercedes there in the, the, the middle position, so that, yeah. Um, that gets us to Danny Rick on P7. That's, that's the interesting so one. Yeah, it's so <laughs> difficult to put in. It's probably not going to be high. Um, say 17. It was even below that, so it was only nine people who, uh, who, who, who had that. Uh, there was a couple of people, actually, who went with... Uh, Higher than your rig positions, there were people on P6, P5. Well, like I said, somebody who picked him for the win. That was yeah. indeed actually, who sometimes also on the, a guest on our show. But um, yeah, P7, nine people. Um, we move on to the second McLaren who finished on P8. That was Piastri. Uh, so 37 people. 101. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
the only Williams that finished in the points on P9. Albon. Just trying to think. Three. Sorry? I think you're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, I think my... My headphones decided to die, which is fun. Um, ah. Oh, actually, quality now is much better. <laughs> is it now? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Albon, I'm going to go... 74 people set up on P9. Oh, you got very, very close. It was 78 people. Oh, and actually, it's interesting because last, um, last race, Albon finished P9 as well after the disqualifications in, in Austin. It was only 25 people who had him there. So actually, a lot more people went with, uh, with an Albon uh, point finish. And yeah, 78 who put him there on P9. How many people put Ocon on P10? Not many. I'm going to go, let's say, seven people. Actually, there's a lot of people who put the Alpines on the last finishing position. So there was 67 people who had Ocon on P10. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit surprising, but all right. It is. Although, I got to say, I also usually, well, the P10, I, I very often put an Alpine there. But, uh, but yeah. Um, all right. Last one. Bonus question. Hamilton is fastest lap. Um, uh, 56 people. Uh, you're hard? only, you're only 10 away from that. It was 46 people. So that's, that's, that's a decent okay. guess. Yeah. So, um, so right. Um, yeah, well, sometimes we have two people on the podcast and they play against one another and we, we see who gets closest and then wins. And you no, know, obviously you, you've won it this weekend, but uh... yeah, <laughs> P1 of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no but um yeah that um that closes off the uh, the scores for for forecast of this weekend um so um so yeah like i mentioned brazil is going to be a sprint weekend so uh, that means that um uh, that means that you gotta make blind picks again uh, means you gotta pick before uh, the start of any free practice session well we're only gonna have one free practice session uh, but yeah uh, make your picks early make them on uh, on thursday preferably and um, make sure you don't uh, miss out on um, on scoring points other thing uh, before we end and say goodbye for next uh, next week's podcast wanted to ask you carlos um if you can tell a little bit about uh, your your instagram page um you you run racing stat news is that correct uh, what's the um, what's the page and what's the idea behind it and what, tell us a little bit what you're doing there all right so um yeah i'm very active on on the instagram side of things i have uh, racing news stats and i also have on the overtake as well um my main is is racing new stats or rns as i call it um so yeah just posting stuff constantly um typically do of like statistics um started a couple years ago just for you know safe place to uh you know hang out and chat and uh it's grown over the years and it's uh yeah amassed quite a quite a little following um bit of everything is is covered in there so uh yeah, do go check me out if you want um yeah 
it's not that's you know, uh, that's, that's, that's yeah. racing dot news dot stats right so if, if yeah just want to find it and uh, and the on the overtakers without any dots in between right correct yeah 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 no definitely do check it out um lots of um lots of good stats and um well i think uh i will not just speak for myself uh, but i guess for a lot of other forecast player that we love stats so um <laughs> <laughs> definitely do go check it out and um yeah, have you? What are you looking forward to in the in the Brazil Grand Prix? Is there anything specifically that um, that you uh, look forward to? Um, I'm mean, here. Usually produces pretty good racing, so uh, should be a good race. Um, Brazil is one of those just like amazing circuits that we go to that consistently delivers bangers of Grand Prix. So um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for the weekend. Um, sprint so that means you know less time to hone in the setup and whatnot so maybe more predictability which i like um yeah it should be it should be really fun i'm looking forward to it so uh yeah well we had a couple of upsets of course uh last year with uh with the k-mac pole and then um Russell winning both the sprint and his first uh, ever grand prix so yeah uh be good to see some um well, I hope we're going to witness a spectacle uh, next week. And uh, well, I'm saying next week, but we're, we're recording now on Monday. It's already going to be uh, this weekend. And um, mm -hmm. of course, with the sprint, uh, also the weekend feels all like it starts already with, you know, some some meaningful sessions early on in the weekend. So um, yeah, definitely something um, to look forward to. So um, so yeah, uh, I hope everyone enjoys, and um, and uh, well, we see each other next week. Mm -hmm.